0: Get ready to live fearlessly free with Heather Bunch. Do you have a dream in your heart? Or maybe you want to live a life of significance. Do you want to fulfill God's purpose? You desire to hear that, well done, my good and faithful servant, Are you stuck at the starting line? Or maybe you got going with your dreams and then you just froze out of fear. Anybody? Welcome to Live Fearlessly Free. I'm your courageous coach, Heather Bunch, and I am here to help you live a life that is fearlessly free so you can stop hiding, you can show up fully yourself, and you can fulfill your God-given purpose Today, I am excited because this entire week, I am going to walk you through how to live fearlessly free so you can fulfill your dreams. So we are doing an entire series on overcoming fears because fears is one of the number one things that is stopping us from fulfilling our dreams. So today is going to be for you if you need some courage to step out You need some courage to step out into the unknown, the unknown called your dreams. And if you are not sure that you can do what God put on your heart to do, I am also going to be talking to you. And if you are ready for 2023 or whatever year you might be listening to this, to be different from last year or the last decade or the last two decades or the last three decades. Today is your day, my friend. Now, I love talking about fear. Why? Because I have had so much fear. I am called the courageous coach, not because I was always courageous. I had so much fear growing up fear of failure, fear of rejection fear of conflict, fear of being myself, fear of um disconnection, fear that I wouldn't get it right, fear that people would laugh at me. So much fear. And it held me back for decades. Decades. Decades, like decades. Is that you? Have you run into that? You know, I finally had a point in my life where I was like, okay, I want to do something great. Because for so long, I, I just was like content to just like ride along the waves of life and just handle whatever came my way. But I didn't even like try to really dream dream. one dream I did have growing up is I wanted to go to the Olympics. I wanted to ride horses. I wanted to go to the Olympics, but I couldn't even get that right. You know why? Because I was too afraid. Here's the thing. I would, I, I did actually train and I was at this incredible barn, Oak Ridge Stables, Yves and Christine Souveillon, and they were from France and they were phenomenal trainers and they had a wonderful team of people. And I was learning dressage and, and three-day eventing. So we did jumping and, and cross country. And so I was in a training program and I loved it. Like I could go to the barn and it was my place to like, whatever was going on, whatever was wrong, I could let it go. Like it, it was instant relaxation for me. But there were certain things that still really intimidated me. And and I was afraid to ask questions. And I was afraid to tell people what I really needed. And so I remember this one time we were preparing for a horse show. Now, this was my first away show. So I had done shows at the barn. And this was the first one where we were going to travel to another barn. That was, you know, fairly close, but... And then there would be people from all different barns competing at this one location. And I was actually gonna be uh riding this one horse. I was testing him out to see if we would buy him. His name was Lavad. He was gorgeous, beautiful, beautiful. And he was a very like, so this was like a it was a stretch for me. He was a he was a um I'd have to grow into him kind of horse, okay? And I didn't know my so there's these patterns you have to learn in dressage, okay? And you memorize them. And there will be somebody that can call them out to you and tell you what to do next, you know? You go from this circle to that circle and then you trot here and canter there and do this and that. Okay. So you've got all these patterns that you do. And then the judge judges you on how well you did, how the horse responded. And I didn't know my patterns and I didn't even know how to find where the patterns were at. Like, how do I learn these things? And so I asked one of the other, um, students that was on my team and she's like, Oh, you just go, go ask, um, you know, go, go to the, um, the office, and and go ask him for a a copy of the booklet. I was like, okay. Did I go do that? No, I didn't go do that. No, I was too afraid. I was too afraid to go knock on the dang door and go ask them for what I needed. So showtime comes. I'm doing my, my little pattern. And this horse was so, he was, um... How do I word this? exuberant. He had this big, big stride. He was just, it was beautiful, but it was like, it was very hard to control. Okay. And I got off my pattern. <sighs> so even though somebody was over there, like telling me what to do, like I lost it. I couldn't hear I have a hard time doing two things at once. And so I I struggled focusing on the horse and hearing what the person said. And because I had not studied the pattern ahead of time, I didn't already have it in my mind. So I didn't know what to do next. So the judge pulls me over. I go talk to the judge. She was really sweet. It was two things. She said, carry a whip and I'm going to let you try again. She let me try again. Um, It was pretty much a disaster, but you know, I made it through and I finished. I was in such a state. I felt so humiliated. I felt defeated. Um, I felt like a failure. And because I didn't see anyone else pulling this stunt of screwing up like this, right? And so the next thing I was supposed to do was a jumping course. And you know what? I didn't do it. I backed out. And not only did I back out, I didn't even tell my instructors that I was backing out. So they're calling my name and I'm not coming because I'd already put my horse away. I had already taken all the tack off because you know what? Heather quit. Because I failed. I wasn't even going to try the next thing. (laughs) I'm going to fail that too. That is a pattern in my life. I try I fail, I quit, so I stop trying. How about you? Do you try and quit because you failed? Do you try again? Did you, did you just stop trying? Why did I do that? Why did I quit? And then why did I stop trying? It was Fear. Fear was holding me back. Fear of failure. Fear of humiliation. Fear of what people thought of me. Fear of the conflict of going and having a conversation with someone. Because even though it wasn't a hard conversation, in my mind, it was the biggest thing ever. And it petrified me. And I completely failed at that show. Not because I wasn't capable. But because I let fear hold me back. What if I had just gone to the office and knocked on the door and gotten the dang booklet? I could have studied it ahead of time. I would have known what my pattern was. Things would have gone a little different. But I didn't out of fear. That's just like one episode that I am sharing with you in the moment. Of my fear overtaking me. And in fact, the whole reason my parents even put me in horses. Because I was a horse crazy kid. But I'm going to tell you, horses are not cheap. And my parents forked out the money because they told me later I had a habit of quitting. They saw my pattern of quitting. Because I would quit when it got hard. I would quit when I was scared. I would quit early if I thought I couldn't do it and they saw that and they were trying to preempt that and so they they put me in horses to help me learn to overcome that. And so fear is something that God has been working on me for years. And I remember sitting there in church and I would be like, God hasn't given me a spirit of fear, but of power, love and a sound mind. And I would speak that over myself and I would say those things. And I was still afraid. And I still would quit. And I still was afraid of failure. And I still wouldn't try. And I still would avoid conflict. Dude, I got married to somebody because I was too afraid to break up with them. Yeah, legit for real. That's how much fear I had. This is not my marriage currently, though. Uh, That was... My first marriage and it didn't end well because that's not a good reason to get married. So God began to work on me and he taught me over this last decade, three things, three things that have been helping me overcome the fear that's been holding me back from living fearlessly free so that I could stop hiding Stop being a professional hider. Cuz I'm such a professional hider. I have the domain on it and everything. professionalhider.com. And he helped me to fully show up myself. Because I was too afraid to even be myself around other people because I would be afraid they would reject me. I I wanted to fit in. And so I would change who I was, how I acted, How I showed up, I would change my clothes, I would change my behavior, I would change my language, and how I would talk to try to fit in. But I finally learned how to show up fully myself. And then he taught me how to fulfill my purpose, to really overcome the fear. And so what I want to do today is I want to talk to you about those three lessons that God taught me. And this is what I call it's my signature system. This is the process that I use in my own personal life to live fearlessly free. And this is a process that I help other people go through so that they can live fearlessly free so they can stop hiding, show up fully themselves and fulfill their God-given purpose. And so the first thing is you got to delight in an intimate relationship with your heavenly father. You got to delight in an intimate relationship with God. Now, why do I say that? What does that have to do with fear? Our creator created us and he knows how we work. And our relationship with our creator affects how we see ourselves and it affects what we think we're capable of. So, there are three components of delighting in an intimate relationship with God. Like, how do you learn how to delight in that? Because growing up, I saw God as somebody that looked at me and was like, How are you really living below your means here? You are not fulfilling the potential that I gave you. Look at my other, you know, Christians, followers. They're doing great. You're not doing so much. Like, I felt like, honestly, I felt like I was being judged by God. But when I learned these three things, I realized that that's not what was going on. It was that I was afraid to really enter into a deep relationship with God because of the way I saw him. And so the three things are we need to rest in Father's love. We have to realize how loved we are by Father, like perfectly and unconditionally. It's not about what we do or don't do, but we are loved. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son. And he didn't come into the world to condemn the world, but to save it. It's by grace you're saved. So we got to know how loved we are. The second thing is we need to rest in grace because it is by grace that we are saved and not of ourselves. It's the grace of God. He is, the, the word grace actually means he's leaning towards us to give us his best offer. Like it's his absolute favor on our life. And so many times I think we think God's up there with a fly swatter ready to like pounce when we do something wrong. But that's not what's going on. No, he's ever leaning towards us to give us his best offer. His best offer of the finished work of Christ. All the beautiful, eternal life. Zoe life, which is life here and now and in the future. So we got to learn to rest in that grace. And then when we know how loved we are, when we know how to rest in his grace, then we're able to rest in his presence. I was always afraid to go to God before because I thought because I did something wrong, I didn't measure up that he was going to, you know, be mad at me. And so I would run the other direction. (laughs) I would avoid reading the Bible. Now, I would go to church, but I'd sit there feeling condemned. But when I rested in his love, when I rested in his grace, then I could rest in his presence. Realizing sitting in his presence is like sitting there having a cup of coffee and a piece of pie with your best friend. And once I could do that, Father started to open my mind to the next thing, the next principle, the next facet of helping me live fearlessly free. Because I could see he loved me so much, I could start to learn to love myself. I could, number two, discover my true identity. You need to discover your true identity In order for you to be able to fulfill your God-given purpose. In order for you to even show up fully yourself. Because if you don't even know what your real self is, how can you show up as yourself? I was the master hider. I was the master merger. I would just merge my personality to whoever. But when I discovered my true identity then I could start showing up as myself. Now, I break down discovering your identity into first you got to discover your story. The story in your mind becomes a story in your life. For me, so many, it's so much of my story growing up was conflict meant disconnection. So everything I did was wrapped around avoiding conflict, merging with people, changing my personality, hiding, not telling people my opinions. It was all so that I... Could avoid conflict so that there wouldn't be disconnection. Because I thought conflict equaled disconnection. That's my old story. But I took that old story and I brought it into my adulthood and it stopped serving me. So I ended up in a bad marriage because I was just happy somebody liked me. I didn't actually change and I, was, <laughs> I told you I was too afraid to you know, break up with them. Even though in my heart I knew this wasn't right. But I let my old story dictate my life. And it dictated what I could accomplish and who I could be in this world. So you got to dig up your old story. You got to discover it. And you rewrite and create a new story. The other thing you do, you need to discover yourself. Because so many times we see ourselves as these broken creatures. I'm broken. There's something wrong with me. I'm not enough. I'm not good enough. I'm not this enough. I'm not that enough. But in reality, we are God's beautiful masterpiece created in Christ Jesus for good works. But we have to discover that there there's crud and junk of wrong thinking of of negative thought patterns of hurts and pains that have literally layered over the top of us so we can't really see our true selves but when we chip away at those and and start believing who god's created us to be using tools and, and and thinking patterns and scripture and all of these amazing self-development tools that God gives us, we start to discover our true self. And then once we can see that, now we can discover our gifts. Because you know what? Honestly, I couldn't even see I had gifts before that point until I started to uncover me. I I could I I thought I got left with the empty bag holding the gifts. My brother got gifts, my younger brother got the gifts, my parents got the gifts. You know, my mom can write. My dad uh is incredible with people and connecting. And you know, my older brother is an incredible speaker. And my little brother, actually my little brother is really great. There's something about him that like people just love and like are drawn to. He's an incredible creative. Uh, he built homes now. I wish he could build me a home. They're so good, Dave. Dave, you do such a good job. They're so creative. But our gifts are what we give to the world. God gives us these gifts to give to the world. But if we keep them hidden, they won't do us any good. Excuse me. And they won't do the world any good. we got to discover our gifts. What are they? What are you good at? What do you love to do? What's your zone of genius? Now, here's the thing. I started to finally discover these things. I became a life coach because I realized, you know what? I was really good at connecting with people. I was really good at seeing patterns in people's lives and helping to give them wisdom and clarity on how to grow from there. And was really good at encouraging others. I also discovered I was really good at speaking, uh, which is amazing that I could even think that because my brother was so great at it, and I know because people told me how great he was. But you know what? I'm good at it too. He's just got more time on me because he's been doing it since he was like 18, and he's like in his 50s now. I learned I I I learned I have a gift to write. Just like my mom. Learned I was really good at connecting people. Just like my dad. Learned I'm actually really creative. Like my entire family actually is all creatives. So why I even thought I wasn't creative? That was because I, I didn't know who I really was. So I finally started stepping out into things that I felt like God was calling me to. Started coaching. And I was like, oh man, you know, I only know so many people, so I'm going to have to go networking. So I started networking and I was like, I'm going to take my brother or my husband with me, Bob, because Bob is the master networker. He was incredible. He studied it for years and, and really became a master at it. And so I'm, like, I'm going to take Bob. He'll be my safety blanket. You know, like Linus had his little blanket with him, carried it all the time. Bob was going to be my safety blanket or he was going to be my prom date that was going to introduce me to all the people. And so we prep for this, this event, we're going to go and I got scared while I was getting ready and my face started getting hot and I started thinking of all the things I, I don't know what to say or what if I freeze and um, what, how do I, I don't even know what to tell them that I, what I do and, and my brain started getting fuzzy. And my cheeks were hot and my ears were hot and uh, my body just started feeling weird. And then, bam, down I went. I fainted. I fainted before my first networking event. Legit for real. Yeah. So all the fear that I thought, I'm going to work through this. I got this. I got this. It came in like a vengeance when I really started stepping out into what God has called me to do. And now I really, really (laughs) had fear. Because those fainting episodes would happen every month or two for more than a year. And it always happened when there was something big going on or, you know, and then it got to the point where it was like the fear of fainting was causing the fainting. And I started noticing those patterns. And that is where God taught me the third thing. And that is how to, direct my imagination to work for me. See, we have to learn how to direct our imagination to work for us instead of against us. When I was having those fainting episodes, my imagination was working, but it was working against me. It was stopping me from doing what God has called me to do. Your imagination is doing the same thing. If you answered yes to it, that you're stuck at the starting gate, or maybe you started, but then like you froze with fear or you're, you're still experiencing fear. So you're, maybe you're playing small, you know, you're, you're moving forward, but you're playing small. That's your imagination working against you. And my imagination was starting to make me play small again. I'd finally started to step out and now I was, backing off again. And so God taught me three components of directing my imagination. I had to develop my mindset. I had to realize I am stronger than I think. And there's so many components to our mindset, but, but I had to realize the power of my mind and how strong it, my thoughts are. That that I think, I feel I act. And then I become like my mindset is powerful. And so is yours. So we have to develop it. We have to develop it so that we can direct our imagination to work for us. We also have to develop discipline. Yikes. I know. (laughs) I hate I hate discipline. Um, I was always bad at it. I was always like, why do I always do the thing I don't want to do? I say I'm going to do this, but I don't do it. I go do this instead because it's so much more fun. But we have to develop habits that support our mindset. We cannot let our minds just do whatever the heck they want, or you know what? They'll do whatever the heck they want and it will not serve us. So we have to develop discipline and then, then we got to develop our courage. Because remember, courage is not the absence of fear. It doesn't mean you're not afraid. It means that you do that thing afraid anyways, but you have to develop that courage, It doesn't just happen. It doesn't happen by accident, but you do it through directing your imagination to work for you. Now, what I'm going to do is I'm going to unpack this last component of live fearlessly free. I'm going to unpack, direct your imagination to work for you over the next three episodes. So we're going to break down how to develop our mindset how to develop our discipline and how to develop our courage. And each day I'll tackle one of those topics because there's so much to it. And I won't even get through all of it even just in those three episodes. But we're going to get you going. We're going to get you started. We're, I'm going to get you unstuck. Okay? I'm going to give you the tools that you need to get unstuck, to unfreeze, to get moving. Because God has given you gifts You are a gift to the world, but you got to give it. And if you are in fear, it's keeping you from giving your God-given gifts to the world. It's stopping you from fulfilling your purpose, your calling, fulfilling your dreams, doing those goals, living a life of significance. So I'm going to lay out this so that you could get unstuck and get moving. So you can direct your imagination work for you instead of against you. All right. And what I'm going to do too is I've got, I've I've kind of hinted at this, but I am going to, over the next few days, I will share something special with you, a special program I've created. And You'll have a chance to to fill out an application if you believe that it's the right thing for you. It's a right fit for you as to what you need right now to help you live fearlessly free. So you can stop hiding, show up fully yourself, and you can fulfill your God-given purpose. And you can do it courageously. All right, listen, you have got this. And Father has you. I just want to thank you so much for listening. I appreciate it. Your time the energy put into it. I know I've had feedback where some of you have been working through those reflection questions, and I'm so proud of you. Thank you a bunch for listening. And until next time, live fearlessly free.